Yo, yo, what's good, everyone, man? And welcome to another brand new episode of the world famous Behind the Baller podcast recorded live from Hollywood, California, inside the Million Dollar Man Cave. This is a Dust Brothers production, Miles Davis and Jordan Winter, a.k.a. the eight-time podcast producers of the year. What does that mean? That means this is professional podcasting 100% of the time. I am your host, the Korean Earl Woods, a.k.a. Odesu, a.k.a. Crazy Bear, a.k.a. The Wash Lord, a.k.a. Ben Baller, not Ben Humble. As some of you may know, some of you may not, if you're just tuning in for the first time, I am no longer the Korean John Cusack. Uh, Listen to a couple episodes back. Um, I retired that moniker. But yo, what's good, BTB Army? Uh, it is my favorite day, Thursday, but I'm feeling like hell. My body is sore as a motherfucker. I feel more washed than motherfucking 10 gallons of Tide. I am just, yo, I had a shitty day yesterday in golf. Um, shouldn't have let it affect my normal living and just my whole just behavior. Just not even my behavior. What the fuck am I talking about? My attitude my overall mood, all that. But, you know, I'm just really passionate about the game. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But, yo, real quick, I was one of the first people to break COVID-19 on the podcast, you know, space, on the internet, in the fucking social media, all that stuff. But COVID is running through LA and NYC again. Um, I ain't going to talk about monkeypox. I ain't heard that shit about this fucking listeria and all kinds of weird shit. I just hope you guys are being smart. Or fucking maybe you're not. I don't know. Look, I'm beat the fuck up. Again, I just had a fucking rough day. I've been playing golf like crazy. And I'm, you know, trying to get it in because, you know, I mean, you can't rush. You can't rush and you can't buy a golf swing. Had a really great practice the other day with my coach, Ron. But um, I've been getting it in because I'm leaving town. Uh, I'm shooting a commercial and I'm shooting content. I'm getting rescanned in Vegas this weekend. Uh, for NBA 2K, I've talked about it already. You know, there's like 160, 600 cameras, where the fuck it is. There's a lot of cameras. There's over 100 cameras that scan your body. And you know what I'm saying? I probably gained weight since three years ago. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. I'm probably about the same. But uh, I'm in better shape now because I'm fucking doing a lot of golf and walking and doing swings and all that type of shit. But yeah, you know, I'm getting ready to do that. And then um, we're headed to fucking uh, Cabo San Lucas and for a much needed family vacation. No in-laws, no friends, no nothing. Just me, my wife, London, Ryder, and Kaya. We're trying out a new resort, five-star resort. And, and I'm really excited to try this place out. It's not like it's it was cheap or anything. It's just the Thompson was really dope, really modern, really nice. It's one of the nicest hotels I stayed at. The room was incredible. The amenities were really nice. But the beach was kind of like, I don't know. It wasn't really like a beach where the kids can have fun at. Like the tide was fucked up. And, you know, the closer you get to the marina, the better the beach is. Now, the one and only Palmia is like, hands down, probably the nicest hotel in, in Cabo. But like, you know, now that there's a Four Seasons, a fucking Montage, a fucking, um, there's like a few other major five-star hotels, there's Viceroy's, all this stuff. I haven't checked all those places out. And why am I talking about this? I'm talking about this because I was thinking about doing the best hotels 
in USA episode. I was going to throw Cabo in there eventually. I was going to throw Asia in there, Tokyo and certain things. And some certain hacks, like certain things, right? Like um, it kind of is invasive to what's going on with me. And like if motherfuckers want to kill me and listen to this show and they're just psychos and they fucking um, want to fucking find me, you know, maybe they can figure things out, whatever. And it's not about that. You know, like I, I got security. I got a gun. I should be a little more fucking... Um, you know, I try to let you guys into a certain amount and then, you know, I feel like it's a lot. And more than ever, I've engaged with my fans, right? And my listeners. I still hate using the word fans, but I started realizing after Vegas that a lot of people really, you know, enjoy the content, whatever. Uh, they are motivated by what I say, that they appreciate, you know, the free game, just a bunch of things. So, you know, I take it with like a little bit of, not a grain of salt, but it's just kind of strange. Even followers sounds weird to me. But I want you guys to understand, like, I'm trying to help you guys out. And um, it's not necessarily getting the cheapest prices, but but there's a way longevity-wise if you travel and like traveling. I was thinking about doing, again, uh, I was going to start off with probably doing L.A., obviously, San Francisco. I was going to do Seattle. I was going to do Chicago. I was going to do Miami. And I was going to do New York. And I'm going to break it all down. In fact, I'm going to have to record that episode in Cabo San Lucas while I'm there. So for Monday's episode, we'll be coming live from uh, San Jose del Cabo. Uh, what else? You know, I was thinking about something. I was talking to a friend, and I set her up on a, on a date. Now, this is a very famous singer, and this is a very famous football player. Both very talented, both very respected, um, you know, same tax brackets. And I realized that something bothered her, and it made me think about things with my wife said this before on the show, sorry goes a long way with my wife. With me, sorry don't go that far. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll motherfucking, you could say sorry and I'll still pull my gun out and fucking shoot you in the kneecaps, right? Like, I'm just, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm dealing with that. Better help is, you know, help me with the anger management. But it's the simple things when you're wrong. And I want to talk about this. Something I want to talk about. You, you got to respect people's time. And um, some people have a bunch of time, so it's not a real big deal, right? And you can't get mad about that. Everyone's time is different. You know, sorry, your parents who work a really tough job, one of your family members, one of your, your wife, somebody, they put a lot of time and effort. They might not make millions, whatever it may be, but that's their time to work, get their grind on and do their things, right? They're out there doing the right thing. And, you know, some people take 20 minutes to get ready. Some people take an hour. And when a woman not usually men, because my wife is bullshit when she says, I, I was just joking when I said who takes longer. My wife takes longer, you know what I'm saying? But when a woman spends a lot of effort to get ready, you know, most men don't understand what a woman goes through, right, to get their nails done. It really does mean something that makes them feel girly to get their hair done, to do their makeup right, you know, to make themselves look as good as they can to be around you. Sometimes if people think, oh, it's just for the gram here and there. But, you know, women have an image. They have certain things. They, they want to look right. A woman wants to get massage. Women are different from men. And why am I saying that? Because 75% of my listeners are men, right, 25% of women. And I'm sure women are here, they agree. So when you waste a woman's time. The least you could do is say, I'm sorry, my bad. I know you put a lot of effort into this and I apologize and my bad. And you know, that right there, uh, just a simple sorry because you were late, you know, you look really nice today, things like that, simple things. 
they go a long way with people. Some people are sitting there be like, what the fuck has Ben talking about? This is two plus two equals four. It is, but it isn't because I even forget my damn self, right? Another thing, I hate traffic. I think a big deal of it is because I'm usually rushing from one place to another. The biggest thing is because I have ulcerative colitis. So my stomach acts up and I got to fucking use the bathroom somewhere, whatever. I'm always thinking like I panic, it's getting anxiety, whatever. I get a nervous stomach. And when you're sitting in traffic, who likes traffic? Nobody, right? It's getting worse and worse everywhere there is in, in you know USA. It's even worse in Asia. It's worse in India. But when you honk the horn, be ready to take some backlash. And I'm the king of honking horns. I'm like, fuck you. I don't give a fuck what you're going through. I got this shit going on. Sometimes you got to take a step back and really step outside yourself and be like, what is that person going through? Someone's like, yo, why the fuck is Ben mentioning this? Because you never know what the next person is going through, right? Life is short and I'm really working on that with my anger and, you know, uh, being petty and stuff because my pettiness might upset somebody and I don't know what they're going through. A lot of people are going through all kinds of different things. Whether you're rich, poor, you know, there's people who might be, you know, not doing so well in someone's life. And I realized that one time, I honked my horn, I cussed some dude out at a stoplight. This is when I lived in downtown LA. Found that that person just lost his job. And he was like, yo, I'm with it. I'm with the shits. Let's catch the fade. Like he was, and I felt bad. Because even if it's my stomach, that's my problem. That ain't his problem, right? Me honking the horn because I wanted to get the fucking, you know, my friend's house, whatever the fuck it is. This person just lost their job. Whether it was their bad or not, my life is all right, okay? There's people who are healthy that are listening to this show right now. They don't suffer from anxiety. They really have a good life. They can get on a plane, city economy for fucking 10 hours. They're excited just to be on the plane, just to be traveling somewhere. You got to really sit back and appreciate things sometimes because I caught myself honking a horn at somebody and just realized now, what I'm assuming is maybe they're going through divorce or something and these two people were going fucking at it. Now, at that point, I was like, you know what? Let me jump out the car and try to stop this shit. No, 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 no. I was lucky to learn in high school. I had some friends whose parents were cops and they're like, the number one call in America amongst police is domestic violence. And in 2001, I interrupted a dude beating up a girl because I knew the girl. I think I've talked about this here and I think I talked about it on K-Town Hustle Series. And I got shot, right? Not directly hit the wall and then hit my back. Had to go to the hospital. But nothing comes in between dick and pussy. So, you know, that's just another side thing I'm just saying. But with people... Some people may not be able to speak up. And I hate that. I, that drives me crazy. That's one thing I like, yo, listen, you got to tell me though sometimes. Communication is key. But the problem is you're starting to realize a lot more people here today in the younger generations, guys who are in their 20s, some of their 30s, especially in the younger. There's more autism now than anything. I don't want to hear about vaccines. I don't want to hear about other shit. It is what it is. There's been no proven fact that vaccinations have caused any kind of autism. But with that said, People might not be ready to discuss it. My son, London, has a hard time expressing himself to me, okay? And I've had people were like, I'm going through shit. I had a friend die not that long ago, my boy Nedek, 
rest in peace. And um, my son's going through some issues. My kids are going through some issues. And one of my boys was like, yo, dog, you can't call me back. You can't hit me. He's a real famous guy. I'm sure he's bad at getting back to people on text and stuff. And I'm like, homie, just because you see me out with Murakami, right, don't mean I got a lot going on. Bro, I do. But the thing is, this man has spent two years trying to get to fucking, you know, America, but his dad's died. He's scared about the pandemic. Shit's been strict. You know, this is an important thing. I got to go deliver this man his chain, right? But that don't mean I'm not dealing with the heavy load. My, my, you know, I'm dealing with grieving all my homie and trying to deal with my shit at home. I got three kids. I got a lot going on. It's fine. This is how I operate. This is the life I chose and this is the life I'm going to live. But usually, if you see me out at night, it's probably really important. I, I really mean that, right? If I'm in Vegas, my wife is a different story, okay? If you don't see me with my wife and you see me out at nighttime, it's probably something really, really fucking important. All I'm saying is, because I'm going through some anger management stuff, I'm just trying to let you guys know. If you sit back and take a cold breaths, drink some motherfucking water, I realize when I'm dehydrated, I get mad. You don't even realize what's affecting certain things, right? And the world is getting crazier and crazier and there's fucking shootings and all kinds of crazy shit. And you just got to understand, just be respectful, say sorry, you know, try to avoid any fucking fights. Unless, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's disrespect time and all right, now it's on. It's time to fucking catch the fade. Anyways, I had to bring that up because sometimes I feel like I don't speak about real life things and I'm in just in a lot of pain. I was going to try to do the hotel episode today, but I'd rather talk to you guys about that first. And speaking of traveling, finally booked my trip for Japan in September. But, you know, things change pretty quick, right? And, and even though, you know, you got to be vaccinated, whatever, they weren't even allowing anybody to come into the country. But I realized I got to get a fucking work visa. So I got to figure out it's going to come from fucking Bape, it's going to come from Murakami. It's difficult because Murakami, even though he's, you know, selling paintings for millions of dollars and he's probably worth at least nine figures, he doesn't have a large company. People don't realize he has like fucking 13 employees. I got more employees than he does. And he's just a gigantic person. He does a lot of shit himself. He draws. He has assistants. He has apprentices. He has other people around. He has people doing business. He has a translator. But I'm excited to go to Japan for several reasons. I'm excited to get these collabs going, this tour plan, like fully done. Got some other things up my sleeve. And um, want to eat my motherfucking, my katsudan, my katsusando, my unagi don't the real shit in Japan though, you know, like the fucking yakiniku, all that good shit. I want to play golf in Japan because it's fucking incredible out there, you know. And um, uh, I just shared a photo of a sneak peek of my collaboration with TaylorMade, and um, I'm very blessed about that. I'm gonna talk about, you know, um, some of that and how uh. This golf shit. I'm gonna talk about that on, on the second half of this show. But I'm excited to go to Japan. I'm excited to do all those things. I'm excited to go to Cabo and relax. I'm excited to give you guys a full review of this new hotel. And um, again, with the super followers, I ran into a super follower. I went to go see uh, Minions: uh, Rise of Gru. It was all right. You know what I mean? I know we talk about movies on this time, but it was cool. It, it wasn't anything you know like you know despicable me for one and two and shit. But it was cool. I'm at the movie theaters. And I run into a super follower. He tells me, hey, bro, I'm from the UK, blah, blah. And I stopped right then and there. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay, dope. 
We took a picture, flicked it up, took a video. We chopped it up. I wish I had stickers and shit on me or some merch. But it was like a genuine interaction. I want to make sure that dude understood that. Yes, I'm with my kids and my family. I don't like to bother, but I'll be bothered. But I wanted to make time and make sure dude know what time it was. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm fucking with him. So the super followers thing is it's $2.99 to follow me on Twitter. It's not about the paper thing. It's just about gives you better content. It gives you, you know, access to me. And, I, and, and also I'm doing super follower spaces only. I'll be doing paid spaces on um, Twitter to regular people, but I'm not necessarily interacting with people unless they're super followers. Pretty much, it's not for you guys to, you know, for me to get more money. It's, what is it? You know what I'm saying? What am I going to get? Fucking 1200 bucks a month. I'm just saying a thousand bucks a month. That's not going to change my life. That doesn't pay really any bills in my house, right? It's more so that it's paying me with my time so that I can interact with you guys on a more um, personal level. And that's what it is. But yeah, man, let's get in this commercial break. I'm getting cotton mouth right now. I shouldn't have fucking smoked weed this early. And we're going to talk about all the other shit that uh, needs to talk be talked about. All right, be right back, y'all. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Discuss ways you take care of your mind or share if that's something you haven't thought much about. How well would you take care of your car if you had to keep the same one your entire life? That's how our brains work. So why don't you treat them the same way? How we care for our minds affects how we experience life. So it's important to invest time and care into keeping them healthy. There are plenty of ways to support a healthy brain like learning a new language or taking power naps. There's also BetterHelp Online Therapy. BetterHelp has been great for me, so I don't need to internalize my feelings and emotions. I get them out and talk to a dedicated professional from the comfort of my own home. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat only therapy sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. You can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. I was in a very short amount of time. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash baller. That's betterhelp.com slash baller. It's time. Parents. Time to finally cross off that one important thing on your to-do list. The most important thing on your to-do list. Life insurance. Fabric makes getting a great term life insurance policy for your family quick, easy, and surprisingly affordable. Fabric was built by parents for parents to help it make it easier to manage your family's finances. Fabric is all online, so everything is on your schedule. It takes less than 10 minutes to apply, see your quote, and then personalize your quote to fit your family's needs. Fabric's new lower prices mean significant savings over other providers with great quality policies like million dollars in coverage for less than a dollar a day. Fabric also has over a 1,600 five-star reviews on Trustpilot.com and it's fully backed by Vantis Life, one of the most trusted names in life insurance since 1847. Fabric has a 30-day money-back guarantee and you can cancel at any time. Fabric's online hub lets you handle all your family's finances in one place, not just life insurance. Create a will, start your kid's college savings plan, and even set up a rainy day 
savings fund. That's meetfabric.com slash baller. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash baller. Protect your family's financial future with fabric. Apply today in just 10 minutes at meetfabric.com slash baller. Fabric insurance agency policies issued by Vantis Life. Not available in New York and Montana. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Yo, yo, we're back, y'all. So what's going on, man? Um, So yeah, I played like shit yesterday. In anything that I put effort into, whether it be the podcast, whether it be whatever, sometimes you go flat, sometimes you feel like you're telephoning it in. No matter what, and I know there was a shorter period of time, a very short period of time where we went one episode a week is because I was going through definitely a lot in my life. And um, I think some of you guys can read between the lines, right? It's, it's you know, um, I have a lot on my plate, but golf has, has eased my mind in many ways and I've been addicted to it. And I've, I've gone crazy around playing four or five times a week now. I mean, at least practicing four times a week, five times a week. I'm playing nine holes at least twice a week and I'm playing 18 once a week. Right, so when I go to Cabo next week, that'll be the longest break I've ever had without playing. So you know, it kind of bothers me. But I put my goals very high. Some people have low expectations, and, and I've said that before as far as life goes. But when it comes to golf, I'm really competitive. You know, and you can't buy a swing. You can't, you know, just rush it. It just either you're natural, but some things come in certain ways. And I kind of, you know, crossed a milestone with my swing this past Monday with, with Ron, my coach. And I realized how I play when I practice with my coach is different. He's telling me what to do. It's my memories right there. I'm listening to it. There's key things. I'm, you know, keep your head down, right? Swing up with every club in the back, except the driver where you swing back, you know, and I'm not swinging up enough. Keep the arms away. You know, you know, people are really focused on keeping the elbow super straight, but it's like, look, play good right? Feel good. Sometimes you hit the ball right. Everything looks right here and there, but you're not scoring right. And yesterday I played Annandale Country Club and I was actually thinking about becoming a member there. And I was really excited to play there. I was so excited. I had these fucking crazy nervous ass jitters. I was getting this really bad anxiety. And I get there and I'm talking to a few of my friends whose parents are members there here and there. And, you know, beautiful course, visually it's gorgeous. Just the fact that you could be on a golf course is a blessing, right? It is a sport. It's a hobby. It's, it's the more you play, the better you should get. Um, it is, for the most part, definitely a richer person's game. There are people with modest means who love the game and try to play, but it's expensive, you know, and, and definitely, you know, clubs do matter. You know, there are better clubs. There are better drivers that help out. There's things that are more forgiving and stuff like that. But I get to Annandale, and it, it's a great country club. They got amazing food. They got real, real good facilities. But the course itself, design-wise, was really fucking tough, man. It was really weird because there's harder courses out there, but this one's just kind of fucked up. And there's things that, you know, my coaches told me, people from TaylorMade and stuff, and be like, oh, why do you care so much? Because these are motherfuckers who've played a thousand, you know, rounds of golf and have been pros and, you know, play with the best on earth. When I say the best on earth, I'm talking literally the best on the fucking planet, right? The Kobe Bryant, the Michael Jordan of motherfucking golf, you know, the Steph Curry of golf. And, you know, I just love the whole vibe of that country club, right? But then I started realizing, you know, it's definitely a lot of boomers there. I'm not doubting it. I'm not saying it. I'm just saying it's just not. And again, I'm older. I get it. But like, 
you know, you ain't going to see no cool hip people there. They're pretty strict, pretty conservative. And the course itself is real difficult. I might give it one or two more shots, you know, to play there. But I have to thank Dan, uh, a.k.a. Skate Style, uh, super follower. He invited me. He hosted me uh, to a round, me and my friend. And um, it was foursome. This guy, uh, Brendan Liu, who's actually a PGA pro, and he played with us. And, um, you know, it's a par 70, but it's a really tough course, you know. And uh, he shot, this dude Brendan shot two over par. Um, this guy, Dan, who's a super follower, he broke 100. And um, last time he shot there was a one-on-one. And I realized, the, one guy's been playing for 20-something, you know, almost 20 years. Other guy's been playing for three or four years. And, you know, I'm seven months in, just a few days ago, seven months, my anniversary of, of playing golf. And uh, I had some good shots, fairway shots, and everything was cool. But I noticed my chipping was fucked up, right? And so my putting was really bad. And the crazy thing is, I had two new clubs. I had my new 56 Ben Baller wedge and my 60 Ben Baller wedge. And I had a new putter. And these are new things I'm playing in. I didn't get to practice with them. That's not making excuses. I'm just saying, people, you shouldn't, you know, switch clubs, especially when you're playing 18. You should kind of go with what you know. And I just wanted to get content. And the funny thing was, I didn't get any content. You know, I took pictures of my clubs early on, but I, I usually videotape stuff. I was just in a different zone. And I was just, I was like, damn, man, I just, it was fucking me up. Front night, I played like shit. And we finally get to the first par five, 489 yards. Get my driver out, hit the ball 270, 275. And then um, I take my hybrid out off the fairway, boom, you know, and I probably hit it like 165 or so. So I only got like a 30-yard chip to get it on the green. And I do. And I fucking put three times. I can't even fucking make par. I could have made birdie. It had been a very long birdie. It had been a fucking 20-foot putt. I had had some really nice putts here and there too. But I missed my second putt. And I was like, fuck. And I got so mad. I got a bogey on, on you know, my first par five. There's only two par fives there. And my coach was like, yo, Ben, that's still fucking amazing. You know, and even the guy I was playing was a pro who hit two over. He's like, yo, Ben, I'm, I got to admit, I'm pretty impressed. I'm really impressed, you know. And uh, I'm still new to it. But I feel like there's a few things that just, you know, just it's mental shit. Remembering, keep your head down, you know, fucking swing up and just, you know, finish your swing. It is a swing. You know, not a half swing, not being off balance, just footing. My grip is right and everything. It's just things that threw me off, right? And um, I had to finish the course 103. It's a 102A, which is they adjusted one. I don't know why they adjusted the fucking the point to 102. But 102 is still a great score for other people. For me, it's not. Not when I've been hitting 90s on courses that are harder. It was just a fucked up course. And I realized, you know, from TaylorMade, these guys are like, yo, bro, there's a reason why the PGA hasn't had a, a tournament there. You know, and even the LPGA has one at Chevy Chase Country Club. And for those of you who don't live in LA, you probably don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But it just kind of threw me off. Plus, you know, maybe we shouldn't have taken a break at the turn. After the front nine, I wanted to eat something, you know, kind of like, all right, cool. And I'm sore as a motherfucker right now. And I got to get these these two new clubs uh, dialed in to make sure they're good. I really got to focus on this putter because people play with the same putter for 8, 10, 15 years like a tiger. And I should get used to it. I should take more serious, you know, um, focus on certain things. And around the 16th hole, I kind of gave up. I got irritated. It's just, again, it's just it's a tough thing. But what bothers me so much and why it puts pressure on me when I could just be cool and chill is that I really represent one of the biggest and one of the dopest 
And one of the, literally the best golf brands in the world, and that's TaylorMade, right? And when they make these one-on-one clubs, we're gonna do these collaborations and drop these things, puts a lot of pressure on me because I'm like, yo, I suck. And I got the dopest shit, you know? And again, I never ever told anybody I was good. Just said I'm learning fast and I'm doing, I'm being rapid and I've hit a hole in one. I've done a lot of cool things in a short amount of time, but I got a long way to go and I'm sure a year from now I'll be laughing at things, whatever. But because these people put so much money and effort behind me, the least I can do is try. So that's pretty much it, man. You know, it just was, uh, I don't know, man. It was just bothered the fuck out of me um, playing like shit and I'm just sore as fuck. And of course, I'm going to get nine holes in sometime today. But again, you know, you'll, you'll see the new clubs. They're going to probably drop. I mean, I'd like to do like Christmas, but I doubt it because things are backed up. I got this golf set coming out with TaylorMade first and then uh, we got the clubs probably going to drop in January. And then I got another putter. It's going to come out right during the Wash Lord Invitational. By the way, Stance Socks has come in as the sock sponsor. They're going to be in the gift bag. Um, we got some dope-ass things for the swag bags. And, you know, we got a title sponsor, which I'm going to, Meet up with Popeye today so I can announce this soon and let you guys know what's going on. In January, I should have maybe a few spots open. I got big people hitting me up trying to still play, um, but I can't. But yeah, that's what's going on. Uh, speaking of golf, I had a uh, private spaces with my super followers only yesterday and had some some a bunch of suggestions. I watched the documentary Loopers. It's a documentary about caddies, golf caddies. If you fuck with golf, you should know Bill Murray has been playing golf forever. He's a fucking scratch handicap. He's very good. I don't know if he produced it, but he definitely hosted it. Great documentary on caddies, and caddies are so important when you are playing at that ultimate top-tier level pro. Even if you're not, a caddy can tell you everything about a course. He can, After the first three swings, a caddy should be able to tell, see how you play and everything from there. Even if you're, you're, you're an amateur, you're a novice, they should be able to tell you and get you right. And what I'm saying is Tiger Woods wouldn't have won the Masters without a good caddy. That's how serious shit is. And it's just the history of caddies and stuff. It's called Loopers. It's on Amazon Prime. It's a definitely worth the watch, especially if you fuck with the game and it's fucking dope. And um, yeah, man. Uh, Fourth of July, we had some family come by. Um, my wife's cousin, Katrina, she came through with her kids. My kids had so much fucking fun they had just chilled we had barbecue we went swimming and we just kind of kicked it and chilled but i realized i miss fireworks so next year fuck that we're going to see fireworks we didn't have no barbecue at the house we're going to see some mother fucking fireworks and trust me i'm probably heading to fucking san diego because i fucking love watching fireworks one of my favorite things it's one thing i missed Really unfortunate about these bullshit-ass shootings, all this other bullshit. Just, just fucking just stupid as fuck. It's just really super lame. Last but not least, the Dodgers are in first place. They're crushing it. That's not last but not least. Uh, I'm trying to plan this thing with Jock Peterson for All-Star, um, MLB All-Star weekend, and I'm trying to figure all that out. My fucking July is already crazy as shit, but I'm trying to get that going. But last but not least, I don't know if they're saying Kyrie's probably not coming is now I'm saying you know that we're the only person that you know that's really showing interest is us. I don't fucking know. It's I saw this clip on Kobe Bryant, um, Kobe talking about Kyrie after they won the Cleveland Cavaliers beat um, the Warriors after being down one three, and Kyrie hit him up and just hearing this clip talk about it. And it's like yo man, I didn't say he wasn't a great player. I just said dude is a fucking nightmare. And he, 
flat earth and the fucking vaccine shit. I don't fucking know. But I would love us to be fucking decent because I want to go to a lot of fucking games this year and next year. But yeah, man, um, that's it for the show. I kind of kept it short. I just had a, I'm fucking beat the fuck up. Didn't want to rush the hotel thing. I got to get, I got to pack for fucking tomorrow because I'm off to fucking Vegas and I'm packing for fucking Cabo because I'm gone for a week. So I got a lot going on. Plus I got to record out there. So look at BTV Army. I really appreciate you guys. I want to do a giveaway soon. Um, you guys deserve it. I'm going to think about a giveaway in Cabo. And uh, super followers, by the way, guys, I did not give away those clothes. So if you're listening, I definitely have those large XL, you know, tops to probably 34, 36 pants and random shit here and there. I got a bag of clothes I got to get rid of. I got some toys too. When I say toys, I'm talking about like art toys, like some shit, like, you know, all the art stuff, that collectible stuff. I just got too much shit. I need to get rid of it. But um, think about maybe doing a fucking even a golf club, like a putter or something. I'm just trying to think of what I might do because putters are fucking expensive, especially my tailor-made ones. They're like, you know, almost, they're like 350, you know? Oh, speaking of fucking shit, by the way, you know, um, my crowbar is dropping July 25th. Mark that on the calendar. My gold crowbar, $100, cheapest I've ever dropped. It's going to be funny. It's just fucking throwing it in somewhere, you know what I'm saying? And put it as, as decoration. Use it on your fucking, like I said, on your ex's fucking car. I don't fucking know. It is dropping though. And um, by the way, BTB Army, I do need your help. We crushed on this last episode because it kind of went viral of a tweet that I deleted because I don't want to offend the wind. And they kind of reached out to me and it didn't, that was in no way, shape or form, you know, slandering them because my spending habits are already bad. But do me a favor. A lot of people listened to the last episode, but I need people to literally subscribe to this show. It helps us out. The more subscribers we get, the better shit I can give away. And I've already given away gold money counters. I give away fucking autographed cards when they were at the fucking height and all that other stuff. And, um, you know, just tell a friend to tell a friend. Just hit subscribe. You got an iPhone, you got a fucking Android. I don't give a fuck what you got. Push subscribe. Tell somebody to subscribe, right? I'll start fucking asking people. Here, we'll do a raffle. Everyone send me a fucking email, you know what I'm saying? Boom, I'll do the fucking random.org. Give away a fucking golf putter. Maybe I'll give away a money counter. I'm going to figure all that shit out. I want to bless you guys because I love giving things away. But yeah, I'm, I'm fucking beat. I'm exhausted. I'm going to do a fucking hot ass shower right now. I got to go meet Popeye about the Watch Lord Invitational. And I got to get some golf in. So please hit that subscribe button. BTB Army, I appreciate you guys more than you'd ever, ever fucking know. All right, y'all. So have a great weekend. Please be safe. And we will be coming live and direct on Monday from Cabo San Lucas. I love you guys. My man, Lakey Lake, is going to take us out of here. All right, y'all. Peace. <laughs>